0: Welcome to the Smart City Podcast, the technology program that looks at how buildings, communities, and cities are becoming smarter, more efficient, and more connected. We look at everything from the big ideas to drilling down to individual projects and innovative ideas that impact your day-to-day life. The Smart City Podcast is brought to you by Locomobi World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. Welcome to episode 12, recorded on January 29th, 2021. I'm Alan Cross, along with Locomobi World founder and CEO, Grant Furlane. And coming up in this program, a chat with Matt Cole of Idemia, a Paris-based company that offers all kinds of complex back-end technology that is being implemented in a variety of new applications, ranging from smart buildings to personal financial transactions to transit to the cars of the future. It's fascinating stuff. First, though, here's Grant with some of his collection of tech news. What have you uncovered this time? Okay. So, uh,
1: before we start, Alan, um, I get a lot of emails huh? and they go, Grant, I love your news. You're in Alan's news. <laughs> and Grant, you gotta say, we love it when you say, I love it. So I have now said, I love it. Okay. That's, uh, that's a word okay. I get from all the emails. And I didn't tick even know that box. I'll for tick it. that box okay. and I'll make sure you remind me. Um, some great news. Um, some interesting news. So we're going to go a bit off the wall, Chloe, some pretty cool stuff. Um, and, Alan, you may already know about it, but Microsoft has filed a patent for a new technology that would allow you to talk with deceased loved ones. What? Okay, I, I'm glad you said that. What? <laughs> yes. Um, will it ever come to fruition? Who knows? Because it's a little, it's a little creepy, right? Uh, yeah. So, so it makes sense, though. So it says you can talk to a past or present entity. And what it does... It, a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, a celebrity, a fictional character. What it does is it creates, because artificial intelligence and virtual and all that, it goes back and creates uh, a memory and a brain of what that person would react normally. So it creates the real person. And like they never died because they have their old background. So it thinks like that person thinks. It, it creates a singularity. You got
0: it. Oh God, that's weird. Okay,
1: I think um now it's weird, it's creepy, and therefore it will may never happen, <laughs> but it's it's called um so you know it's past the 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 actual specific method is granted they were granted the patent by the way, Microsoft, uh-huh. okay the method of creating a conversational chat bot, yes, chat bot right modeled a specific person past or present day such as a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, a celebrity, and a fictional character. Or, this is cool, historical feature. I want to communicate with General Custer. Oh, I got it. I was going to say, I love it. But, uh, <laughs> but but it's cool.
0: Come on. I don't know that many people know about this. Okay? I, I, I think, okay, so you have all these data points, these personality and knowledge data points. You feed it into the AI, and the AI creates... A, a, a reasonable facsimile of a dead person who then will pass a Turing test talking to you. Not
1: very difficult when you think of it, all their thoughts, all their history, how they talk, the dandy of their relatives, decisions they might've made, you know, everything you can think of. And now they have a brain.
0: Uh, um, I know it's simply creepy. Okay. But cool. You know, all right, fine. Uh, so we're getting closer to the Star Trek holodeck and and if you read uh the new book Ready Player 2 there's a character who is dead who comes back to be a nemesis to our hero in the novel who is a construct of the dead inventor's personality yes, correct and they're yeah, able yeah. to converse and otherwise interact with this person even though it is really just a software simulation yeah
1: there was a movie out um Blacklist or something like that or something like that but it was about all this um And then there was the one with Johnny Depp where he died and became the computer. Well, that'd be the same thing, really. Same thing. So, again, invented, not Microsoft didn't have the idea. They made the idea a reality by patenting it. But we've been talking about this kind of stuff,
0: but it's cool. Okay. So, I'm going to throw in a piece of news here and then we'll get to another story. Okay, that's fine. Which is also in the creepy thing. Yeah, go ahead. So, Spotify has got a new patent where they will listen to you, your voice, and your background noise and determine from all that whether you're stressed or happy or inside, outside with people or uh, alone or any of these things. Yeah. Um, and then they will, their AI will then recommend music oh, based yeah. on that. As Emotional they,
1: intelligence. Mo- yes. Um yeah. Yeah, it's 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 cool. Guys, I nothing's I, stopping here.
0: No, I know, I know. It's just I don't want my, I don't want Spotify listening to me and figuring out well, how I feel. Well then guess what? Um, Go to
1: Google and say things to stop Spotify from watching this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do oh, guys. There's apps for this. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that's how they do it. Um, the future of healthy streets. This one, listen, I think it's very important. As you guys know, COVID created this new atmosphere. Everything we talk about, and we're going to talk about in probably our next session on our own about COVID and stock markets and all that and another session, but healthy streets. Okay, so everyone thought the role of the car was diminishing, right? It was diminishing, I mean, before COVID. Mm. Um, What if I told you that it's increased? So since covid Car use has increased, which no one ever, ever thought would happen. Why? We know why. It's in fact surpassed anyone's projections ever. Why? Because people now, as you know, um, were reluctant to use public transit. I don't want to be around anybody. I want my own little space. But here's the killer. For the first time since 2002, drivers surveyed in London. In England, in Britain, uh, said they will reduce. They will. They would reduce their car time. Okay, improved. Okay, from so in other words, forty percent said they'd reduce their 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 train time. Now it's fifty-seven percent. They're not going to take the bus or service. So they're either
0: going to walk, take a bike, or or uh, car. Take a car, pretty
1: well. Car. Now, why? I'm going to tell you what happened. The guy who was pro-transit, pro transit, pro. Maybe we'll even say, stretch it a bit, anti car went out and bought his first used
0: clunker. <laughs> Boris. By the way,
1: used cars are at the record level, as you know. Yes. You can't even
0: get them. I'm going okay. to, okay, you know what happened to us last, uh, last week? Go ahead. Our, our dealership called us and said, How much mileage do you have on your on your CRV? They want it. And then we said 10,000. So we'll oh, take, we'll it back. take it, yep. here's a record. And here's a brand new one. I know,
1: I know. And I'm get, I get same with mine, too. It's a big deal. Why? Because the little guy who bought that beat up guy, the student, the young kid said, you know, I like this. I thought I've never had a driver's license. Uh, In fact, I was never going to drive. Because that was the big thing about millennials. They Uh, were getting rid cars. And by the way, I get it. But now they're getting "Go, oh my God, this this is pretty cool. I think I'm going to keep this. So what have we created? We've created a problem because now these streets are blocked off right they got the cones up and saying bikes only and mm-hmm. you go here and here we've limited we put in all these lanes and that for environment and now there's nowhere to go and people are going this is no good can you tear this down please i live down the road and i want this gone so the quality of urban centers to be cleaner haven't been efficient because the alternatives to this is the car and so now we're getting all this financial investment they've made in this, now they're going to turn it a bit and say, okay, guess what? There are more cars. Is this long-term? I'm not saying it is, Alan, mm. but I think it is from the, the short term. It's as, a big deal. As, as
0: people come to grips with, with COVID and the aftermath, yeah, I can understand that.
1: Um, so it'll be interesting. What they're calling is the bond. We all know to the crazy guys like you and I, we love our car. There's a bond. They've now felt that bond, that ultimate freedom of, to do what you want. And what not that what millennials were? Freedom to do what you want. And now they found this vehicle that they may have disliked or thought was not needed is, wow, I like this. So I just think that's a big twist. So that's another one. Okay, and, one more. Okay, I got, I got, I got a good one. Um, okay, we're going to go back to our favorite area, robots. Okay. You've read about Sophia, right? No. Okay. Okay, well, Sophia is a humanoid and has been underdeveloped for, I'm going to say, four or five years in Hong Kong in a robotics company called Hanson Robotics. It is a full-fledged humanoid that does everything. I mean, are we talking about
0: physical? Physical. Human? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sophia.
1: Uh, and Sophia will do everything. okay. It will be your maid. It will do your work. It will do whatever you want. Now, I don't want to say how far it'll go, but as you can imagine, um, just so you know, it already has the silicone face has 62 facial expressions alone. And it will appear and answer the way you want it to answer. It will do the things that it's trained to do. It's a social robot. So not only would it be in your house, it's designed to go out and socialize. Scary, scary. Um, I'm seeing, what they called with the robots in the movies, the two movies with, uh, you know, with first one was with uh, with Harrison Ford. Oh, then, uh, yeah, replicants. Okay, guys, in in Blade Runner. Thank you very much. We now have replicants, and they have now ordered the Saudi government has uh, citizens um, will now have their first ones. The Saudis. Saudis have why?
0: Ordered, why them? Know.
1: What would they want with this? They triggered the frenzy. They have it. They trigger. They're the first Android citizen in the world. And they feel 2021, they are going to sell thousands of humanoids. To do what? (laughs) Everything. Hi, sir. Oh, can I help you? Oh, and we know what they're really doing. But my point is, God, I'm glad I brought this up. I think you like this one. Um, Sophia. And there's other names. There's other people out there, but this is the big one. And and, um, I'm glad I dwell on the ideas some people don't read about, but this is big, guys. So, I don't know. Next time you're walking down the street, I wonder if it's Sophia. I'll leave it with that in the news. How's that? Oh,
0: I'm going to have to change my name to Decker and start <laughs> really, really investigating everybody I'm gonna I am going to be
1: one of those guys, you know, that hunt them. What were they?
0: Uh, yeah, replicant hunters. I don't they know. They had
1: a name. They are bounty hunters. Bounty hunters, I go. Anyhow, that's how I'll leave the news today.
0: Matt Cole is from Idemia, a company that's exploring the application of all kinds of new technology for... Uh, well, you'll see. We spoke to Matt in Paris. Well, Matt, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us here. Um, you're in Paris at uh, the head offices of uh, your company. And uh, we want to talk a little bit more about the whole smart cities concept. Can you give us a bit of a history as to, to who you are, where you're from, and how you ended up in Paris?
2: Thanks for having me on, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate your time. So I'm Matt Cole. Um, I'm both a British and American citizen. If my accent's not a giveaway already, then I grew up in the UK and I moved to the US about 10 years ago. Um, I'm working for Idemia today. About a year ago was when I joined them. And before I joined Idemia, I worked for a company called Cubic, uh, which is a Californian company based in San Diego. And they're a company that's not well known by many. Uh, but have a transportation business that's very active in the smart city space.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Idemia. What, uh, what's the, the new challenge for you there?
2: When the search firm reached out to me, I was really intrigued by Idemia. It's the merger of two uh, French organizations, uh, both the Technologies and Morpho, bringing together two of the top three providers in the world into uh, a single merged entity. And I found that just that journey would be an exciting journey to be part of. And once I started looking more and more at the technologies and the capabilities that the business had, I got more and more excited about it being the next evolution to my personal journey. And uh, Idemia is uh, formed between two divisions. Um, there is a government division, which I'll come back to. And then there's an enterprise division, which is the, the division of the company that's doing all of the B2B transactions. And that's the business that I joined to run. And we have four business units within the division. Uh, We have a financial institutions business, which is one of the world's leaders in making bank cards. Um, So the credit and debit cards that are in your wallet, there's a very good chance um, many of those were manufactured and personalized to you by Idemia. Uh, We have a mobile operators business, which is addressing mobile network operators, which is one of the world's um, leading manufacturers of SIM cards. So there's a very good chance that the mobile phone that you're carrying around is connected through um, a SIM card that we provided to you.
1: So are you monitoring me right now?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, Then the third business unit is a business unit which we call BDA, which stands for Biometric Devices. Automotive, and as you uh, may guess from that, there's actually two businesses from within it. The biometric device business is doing uh, mainly access control terminals, leveraging biometrics technology. So think about a uh, uh, an access control device for an office building that's using facial recognition or fingerprint recognition for you to kind of contactlessly and seamlessly. Enter into the enter into the controlled space within the office building. That's what that business is doing, and then the automotive business is 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 basically a connected car capability. We're doing industrialised sim technology for connecting cars to both the internet for consumer purposes, but also for fleet management purposes for the um, for the manufacturers of the car. And within that automotive business, we also have a very cool. Uh, capability, which is somewhat similar to what I was doing at Cubic, which is using contactless NFC technology instead of your car key. So think about the key to your car being in your Apple wallet, for example, then, then they're doing that or having a companion card that looks like a credit card that's in fact actually your car key. And then finally, the fourth business unit is a digital business unit, which is incubated really to bring to market solutions that enable all of those verticals that I just described. And then the uh, unifying thing that connects us back to the government division is we're a world leader in identity related um, services. So we are a world leader in issuing passports, national ID cards, state um, ID cards like the driver's licenses in the US. And um, and then related identity and security services ranging from the TSA pre-check program where we manage the enrollment for that program and then um, security and identity applications around the world. So think about landing in a foreign country and going through an automated passport gate. We do systems like that. And that central capability around identity is the connection between the two divisions where we can Bring to financial institutions and mobile network operators um, high levels of assurance around identity services for onboarding use cases, leveraging the capability that we have in our government division.
1: Yeah. So here's a now if 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 we were just listening and we're listening, we'd go, boy, do you do a lot of stuff? Um, It's like you do everything. So there must be a global vision of these uh, four divisions. What is the global vision of what this company, which is very impressive, by the way, and and I've read a lot about it since we've been talking, Matt. Um, What is the global vision? You have all these things you've mended together, all high-tech, all um, IoT, and so on. What is the global vision? What is the goal of your company?
2: So it's something that really motivates me, actually. Um, Our purpose tagline is... We change the lives of billions of people by making it simple and safe for them to connect, authenticate, and pay. And uh, we find that purpose motivating and in in terms of making the statement of changing people's lives, if you think about it through our whether it's our SIM capability or our bank card capability in either of their physical or digital forms, we enable people that might not be able to have access to to digital money. Or digital services like the internet, we actually make it possible for them to access those those services, and so there's a huge inclusion agenda that we're following.
1: what well, would that be like what third world countries who don't have, have everything, or
2: or it could be in developing countries, or 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 in developed countries where um, you're supporting banks bringing to market payment products that are um, you know that are targeting underbanked markets, including in the US where you're enabling people to access a connection to the payment network where they otherwise wouldn't be able to. And we'll come back to that, actually, when we talk about how Idemia fits into the smart cities area. But there's this concept of inclusion, which we think is uh, not only uh, an important purpose and a motivating purpose, we also think it really makes a difference in the world and changes people's lives. And then the simplicity comes from The application of high-end technologies to really make it seamless for people to access the services that we enable. So, think about those biometric devices that I was describing earlier, and how simple it is just to wave your hand across a device and for it to automatically recognise you and give you access to something. And then, safety is one of our one of our core competencies in the company is cryptology and safety and security. Is embedded in um, all the things that we do, and then finally the use cases of connect, authenticate, and pay, and that's the verticals that we that we serve.
0: Let's uh, let's talk about some smart cities initiatives. Give us a, yeah. an idea of some of the projects that you've been hired to implement.
2: Well, look, you know, it's uh, I didn't join Idemia because of the smart city angle. You know, it it was um, it was an exciting discovery that I had in my onboarding, you know, I I obviously was heavily involved in the smart cities movement in my time at cubic. And I, I joined Idemia because I was excited by the technologies. I was excited by the verticals and I was excited by the journey the group were on. And then when I really got into it, I started to discover we've got a lot of stuff that's addressing smart cities. And, um, and that really got me excited, you know, within our financial institutions business, Uh, Which is primarily a payment cards business, as I said earlier. Actually, within that business, we provide transport cards. We actually issue the smart cards that drive systems like the Smart Trip system in Washington, D.C., or the TAP card in Los Angeles, both of which actually happen to be cubic fare collection systems. But we are actually the card providers. But more excitingly, um, we actually do cards called multi service cards, which are cards that have kind of a combined payment and civic applications so think about your bank card being able to also be your library access card or something like that we're doing these mortgage services cards that have a smart cities and a transportation angle to them and actually um last year we announced a partnership that we've had with mastercard where we're doing a converged card between your driver's license also being your bank card and uh, and going back to my point around financial inclusion Imagine for people that can't otherwise get a bank account because they don't have the credit or the, or the means to have a bank account, they could actually use their driver's license as a prepaid debit card and actually have their payroll loaded onto their driver's license and actually use that. Now that's something that I feel is, is really meaningful to that purpose of, of creating inclusion that I mentioned. So. Within within our payment card business, we've actually got this capability that is very, very interesting for all kinds of smart city applications around access control and, and identification and the combination of that with payment means. And we also have a digital capability where for for banks, we enable banks to virtualize their bank card into a mobile wallet. Well, we're also using that technology to virtualize other card types, including transit, and public transport cards. So within the within the financial institutions business, I discovered some capability that was very relevant to smart cities. And then uh, within the M&O business, of course, um, there's a strong connection to smart cities through the migration to 5G. As one of the leaders in SIM cards around the world, we're, we're a major player in the ecosystem in enabling 5G, which is going to be a major step change. For smart cities applications, because of the uh, the kind of the increased network bandwidth and capability that you'll generate from five G, being able to you know enable much use cases that are requiring that much ultra kind of high definition broadcast or multi user interactions, which are common to smart city applications. And then whilst we're talking about five G and connectivity, I talked about our automotive business and our role in the ecosystem of connecting the car um, to the internet and the various different uh, use cases that enables whether it's vehicle to vehicle or vehicle to infrastructure, and even in the future, uh, driverless cars and and um, self-driving cars with 5G and connectivity being a massive part of that requirement as well. And then of course, The keyless car access that I talked about as well, you know, being able to create a virtual car key. But if you think about in a driverless uh, environment or even in a driven environment, being able to temporarily share a key to a car to someone's mobile phone, enabling car sharing securely uh, is a really interesting capability. And then finally, within my business, the biometric access control business, obviously, if you think about access to private and public buildings, um, leveraging those bi- biometric access control um, capabilities, very relevant to smart cities applications. And then, of course, the government division and all of the work that they do around airports and identity enrollment services, and I talked about the merge between the the driver's license and the payment card earlier, then clearly they're very relevant to to smart cities. So I came from a smart city environment into a new environment and discovered we've got lots of rich capability that's powering smart cities.
0: Yeah, it's rather, you know, what you just described sounds extraordinarily complicated and complex, but (laughs) you know, when it finally is implemented, it's going to be for the user experience, very simple. You have one card or one thing, whether it be uh, one media form, right? And it will do everything that you need. Or multiple media forms. uh, Well, I mean, it depends what you have and where
1: you want to go. What you have versus what I have. What they're saying, though, Alan, is you could have a card from them. I could have a face. I don't want the card. You want the card. They don't care. They'll find a way to encrypt that media platform
0: back to multiple. Or I All I know is that my wallet is going to be a lot less clunky. Well, I got a question on that um, because this is a very big infrastructure
1: and um, we know 5G is not that good yet. Um, When it's running, it's great. But I can tell you that even when someone says they have 5G, I promise you. That when they're over here, it's 4G. Yeah. And they think it's 5G, it's not. Okay. That's number one. And that does create some communication. So I'd be curious to know where you think that's going. And and probably the second one is we have all this technology you have. There's no way you're running out installing down at 136 Main Street's building, because you're the big guy behind. So how do you implement your systems? How do you partner? to make this happen? Um, is it a- um, Yeah, you're doing all the back yeah, end. Yeah, there's How no way- get the back end? Like you're not sitting in Toronto or in, well, maybe in some places, but in most cities, you're not saying, oh, I'm gonna quote 147 King Street and put in the access control system. Where do the partnerships start and end? And where do you start?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. So uh, we have several uh, channels to market and you're, you're right, they're different depending on the product. So within my division, uh, we have relationships directly with over 2,000 banks around the world. We have a significant footprint within issuing banks through direct relationships we, we have with them. Similarly, within the mobile operators business unit, we have around 500 relationships with mobile network operators around the world, many of them who are now moving forward aggressively with their 5G plans and, and the enablement of 5G will will come fast. Then the biometric devices and automotive business have two different go-to markets. We have direct relationships with the automotive manufacturers and the tier one suppliers to the automotive manufacturers. And then the biometric device um, business, as you quite correctly said, is mostly selling indirect uh, building systems integrators that are taking out biometric um, access control capabilities and then embedding, embedding it more within their overall systems for managing the buildings and the, um, you know, the the access control systems themselves. And so that's a, that's more of an indirect channel to market, which um, is the way we're scaling and it, it very directly related to your question. And then the final, final the digital business unit is leveraging those sales channels, but also has a digital enterprise sales team that's, that's building relationships with other B2B companies. Um, that's enabling both our physical and our digital technologies.
1: Okay. So um, and now I do understand. But, but okay, so, so let me get this right. Whether you're dealing with an OEM in the automobile industry or, uh, or a third-party um, added value reseller in the automotive business or a building, um, I'm trying to understand, Matt, what is your system? Like I put in a device, it may be a device in a car, it could be a device in a building. It's going to read something, let's say a face. That's going to go somewhere to software. And is that the access control software or where do you lay in the network to be part of that system? Yeah, so so we,
2: we provide the physical device. Ah, Okay. The physical thing that you would present your face to or um in case of a fingerprint recognition either in a contact form or a contactless form. So you mean you manufacture hardware? We manufacture the hardware as well as, as well as the firmware level software that's driving the device itself. And then in in that particular business unit, we also have a software capability which is managing the device and also managing the the kind of the database of the profiles that enable the identification
1: so so it's an end-to-end solution it is
2: it's it's an end-to-end solution for the um the identification and authentication use case it's often it's often then embedded into a broader system so think about a systems integrator that is is embedding into turnstiles that are in the corporate building entry that may have our, um, our biometric terminal integrated into them. That's the physical barrier. We're not providing the physical barrier, but we're integrating into it. And they would also have a building management system that would not only be kind of overseeing and controlling the access control capability, but also the security cameras around the building, maybe the elevator systems. And so on and so on.
1: Got it perfect now. Now I do get it. My, my head's spinning though. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. See, I I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, the funny part is, and it's not funny, is I know Matt, but I never heard of the company until I saw Matt changed company. So thank God I was following Matt. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing. No, it really, is so. Um, the big one was the five G though, because we've had so many people on the show from. Every area right from head of a- top Amazon everyone, where they all like to talk about 5g well it 's going to
0: happen it 's just not happening yet
1: yeah i 'm disappointed it hasn 't happened quicker, so Matt, give us insight on just on your feeling and your company 's feeling of how quickly yeah, when's five- know, is 5g going to be able to be in all the major cities now that 's a blast i know it 's a big question that, yeah, I kind
0: of blindsided you on that one way to go grant.
2: It's it's a big unbounded question that's not not in any way geographically restricted, which is unbounded sufficiently for me to not have to give you a specific answer. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: but what I what I would say is we're seeing we're seeing a lot of traction Good. in in our customer base. So, you know, as you would expect in the in the kind of more developed affluent parts of the world. But we are beginning to see some significant traction. I, I think you'll find 2021 will be a big year for for 5G.
0: Well, there's just so much infrastructure that's got to be rolled out because we're dealing with those small retransmitters, and then we need larger nodes that have to be connected to.
1: Oh, there's, there's infrastructure. So Here, here's the problem I see, and I don't want to get this as a subject, but everyone had budgets for infrastructure, a lot of money, mm. all the governments, and then this thing called COVID came along. I've heard about? And it. And I believe that it's going to be very difficult um, money-wise to invest as fast as they want. So I hope we get over that barrier quickly um, because as it should be, whether we agree with what they're doing or not, it has to be invested in saving everybody. I get, There's no no doubt about it, but it has created a bit of a stretch or strain on infrastructure spend in other areas. Is that is that a fair um, statement, Matt? I, I,
2: unquestionably, I mean, it, it, you know, regardless of the country that you were talking about, I mean, governments have been burdened by um, the economic effect that, that COVID has had and, and the various different stimulus programs that um, they have had to put in place to support businesses and, and, you know, going back to my old world of transit, you know, the transit industry is really struggling.
1: Decimated.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and um looking for more government support to maintain their services and um and the essential role that they play in cities, and so I think uh, i I think you're absolutely right every every budget is going to be pressurized for some foreseeable future
0: unless unless governments look at infrastructure as a way to get economies back well, they're going to they're going to,
1: but it's just getting more money right like I've just given you two trillion, and of course they can print money, and that's what we're hoping but um in the other side, though, companies like Matt's um, can help. Um, they can make infrastructure easier to implement, easier to consolidate, easier to be an infrastructure. And so although they're, listen, guys, I mean, we all agree COVID's been decimating. Um, but the point being is there are technologies that have been created. And uh, I got to think that frictionless technology is, in my viewpoint, is is the biggest thing that uh, will, will affect all of us. And so on the other side, I don't want to say this, uh, I'm trying to be that way, but it has created opportunities. Matt.
2: For sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And we, we think as a business, we're quite, quite aligned um, to those new opportunities and new priorities because the majority of what we're doing is enabling something to occur securely and essentially contactlessly. And so every one of um our businesses in some way, shape or form, is taking something that used to happen in a contact form into a contactless form, and uh, obviously you know the, the 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 new hygiene concerns that we've quite rightly developed because of the pandemic i uh, uh, you know I very much aligned to that transition to contactless.
0: really appreciate it, Matt. this has been fascinating uh, I wish you well in in the new gig and uh I'm going to have to pay more attention. Yeah, I
1: think, um, well, they're in a, a company that we got to start chirping a bit more about. And Matt's a, Matt's a star. He's been around and been back and he's still a young guy. And so um, we got to start following what they do and, and make
0: sure that we get them back on another time. All right, Matt, thank you very much. Uh, and enjoy your Paris weekend.
2: Thank you, you guys too. Take care.
0: And that's it for this edition of the Smart City Podcast. Thanks again to our guest, Matt Cole of Idemia. We'll be back soon with another program featuring more smart people and their ideas for connecting us together through smart technologies. Feedback is welcome. You can send anything and everything to feedback at thesmartcity.blog. And you can check out the website, thesmartcity.blog. Note that URL, thesmartcity.blog. We've got past programs, and you can also see what else is coming up. The Smart City Podcast, brought to you by Locomobi World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. Executive producer is Grant Furlane. Technical production by Rob Johnston. Executive assistant, Andrea Crawford. I'm Alan Cross, and we'll see you next time.